Hey, well, welcome to another episode of 10 with Tom. I'm Tom, and this is where we get to explore faith 10 minutes at a time. Today, we're talking about why so many leaders fall. So I uh, once heard this true story about uh, Dave Chappelle. And I don't know if you know Dave Chappelle. He's a, a world famous comedian. Um, his shows on Netflix, um, if you don't mind a bit of swearing, um, they are fantastic shows. He's an incredible guy. He's just so intelligent. Um, he's almost like a prophet in some ways uh, around culture. It's become a cultural commentary. And uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, there's a story I heard, and this happened many, many years ago uh, when he was just kind of getting famous in, com in comedy. And he was offered this massive $50 million deal by Comedy Central. And uh, they were recording the, show, the Dave Chappelle show. And uh, it was like a pilot. And in the fifth episode, he was in this room uh, doing his jokes uh, with a whole bunch of Comedy Central execs and, and, and business guys. And uh, he told this joke and the whole room kind of laughed. But Dave Chappelle knew that the joke wasn't that good. And uh, he just knew these guys were laughing purely because they just looked at him and saw dollar signs. And um, it really freaked him out. He actually walked straight off stage, went backstage, called a taxi, um, got in a taxi, said, take me straight to the airport, went to the airport, said, uh, book me on the first flight out of here, which happened actually to be to South Africa. And Dave Chappelle came and stayed in a monastery uh, for a couple months in South Africa. His family ended up coming out and spent quite a bit of time in the country. And he um, eventually made his way back to the States and he ended up back in comedy and he ended up on Oprah's um, chair in, Oprah, in the Oprah show, as you do. And uh, Oprah asked him this profound question and it's an amazing moment. I think you can watch it on YouTube or Google it um, where Oprah says, Dave, you know, you had this $50 million deal. You walked away from it. Why did you do it? And uh, he actually kind of gets teary in that moment. And he, he says to Oprah, he says, sometimes success will take you to a place that character can't sustain you. And I just thought, wow, what an incredible insight. What an incredible level of awareness to realize that actually sometimes success can take us to places where our, our character is at risk. Um, and so I want to talk today a little bit about kind of a controversial topic is why do so many leaders fall or in this case why do so many pastors fall morally why do so many pastors or we it feels like so many pastors have affairs and we kind of see it in the news and we hear it all around and it's so disheartening and and I want to kind of address it and just full disclosure um we actually recorded a different 10 with Tom for today and uh, Dave the camera guy is laughing he um recorded it and left the memory stick and it got erased over so um I'm kind of doing this um sort of ad lib a little bit, but I, I felt like I was just journaling this morning. I felt like um, as we in this series called Asking uh, for a Friend and, and the question we, or Jess dealt with on Sunday was how can the church cause so much suffering or cause so much damage? How come it's happened? And if you missed it, honestly, it's such a fantastic talk. She outlines three reasons why the church has caused so much damage and how we can stop that from happening. But, you know, one of the biggest places where that happens what's very obvious is when leaders fall and the the fallout that that can have when we know of you know we, we all know the names of these pastors and may have read their books and we've learned so much from them and then they have this moral failure or an affair or something comes out um, and it's so disheartening and I just want to say up front I'm not doing this to try and get like some sort of clickbait to be honest it just breaks my heart as a pastor of a church um, and, and, and it breaks my heart and, and it, I think it breaks God's heart um, and it, it hurts the body. Um, and so as, as we speak about church hurt, I wanted to address this question 
And, uh, and I think there's a couple things I'd just like to say, and this is not like the final word or the only word, and I certainly don't have all the answers. Uh, but as a pastor myself wrestling with this thing, um, I want to share a few thoughts with you today. So I spoke about Dave Chappelle. Um, I actually want to speak about three different Davids today. Um, the first was Dave Chappelle. The second is a guy by the name of Dave Loveless. And Dave Loveless um, has a story. Um, it ends up being a beautiful redemptive story. But he was a pastor of a large church in the States. Uh, ended up having an affair. And, uh, and then actually kind of finding redemption and grace and healing. And they, him and his wife managed to stay together and work it out. And now, many, many years later, after much work and healing and you know, uh, counseling and therapy and all of that, they're actually in a place now where they have a ministry where him and his wife go around and speak to other leaders and pastors um, around how not to let this happen to you and what are some of the warning flags. And uh, here he said there's two things, two red flags that he sees, particularly in ministry with leaders. He says the first uh, statement that is a red flag for him is, that'll never happen to me. <laughs> and... Um, and heaven forbid I ever say, hey, that'll never happen to me because every single one of us um, are one choice, one bad decision, one step away from ruining our lives. That's just the reality. We are fallen human beings and we are, we are fallible human beings. And so all of us, we can never say oh, that'll never happen to me. Um, and the other thing is, I don't think that um, sometimes the question, why do so many ch- pastors have an affairs? You know, I, I get irritated with it because to be honest, pastors don't have like a a monopoly on uh, extramarital affairs. You know, this happens across all spheres in every kind of, because pastors like everyone else, we're just humans. Um, and I know, you know, the difference is in corporate world, if you get divorced or have an affair or something, you carry on with your job. Whereas in, in the ministry sphere, it becomes very public, especially if you're leading a large organization. Um, and so we certainly don't have um, the exclusivity on this problem. Um, but I think it starts with believing the lie that this could never happen to me. Um, that I'm above this or, you know, and I think that's a, a dangerous place for any leader, no matter where you are, who you are, um, to start thinking. The other red flag that Dave Lovelace speaks about is he says, um, when you start to hear yourself, and maybe this is an internal voice, you don't actually verbalize it, but you start to think, I deserve this. And that really hit home for me because I do think that leadership, not just pastoral uh, or ministry leadership, but leadership is lonely. Um, and leadership comes with burdens and responsibilities. And particularly in the ministry space, you're never off. You know, you, you're always um, in some ways pastoring, caring for people. You get phone calls at, you know, two o'clock on a you know, Saturday night or whatever. Come help me or someone's in, in, in a crisis. So you're never kind of off. And sometimes we come home and we vent our stuff around church and people um, with our spouses. And, and, and so suddenly you get this situation where you're kind of always on. And I think human nature is we will look for a place to put that sadness or that loneliness or that frustration. It's, it's just human nature. And that's where so, so often um, it kind of comes out. Um, and so when you start to say, I deserve this, um, I think this becomes very dangerous. Like, oh, I deserve this. I work so hard and I give so much and I sacrifice so much. And I think that language can, be, um, can, be, can, can kind of lead us down a track that we don't want to go down. Um, the other David I want to speak about is King David. Um, and King David is a great Bible study to look at this particular issue because David was a king. He was a warrior. He was a well-respected man. He had many admirers, many followers. He was a great leader. And God says he was a man after God's own heart. And yet we know 
uh, David failed. He failed morally, he failed ethically, he failed in just about every way you can fail. Not only did he have an affair, but he killed the husband of that he was having an affair with. I mean, this is like failure on monumental proportions. Um, but I think David's saving grace was that he owned his failure and he came clean and he, he, he says, you know, um, I, I've sinned against God and against man. And he, he repents. You see, confession is one thing. I think we sometimes know how to confess. But repentance is a little bit different. Repentance is about turning and changing your ways. Um, and David models that. But, but isn't it interesting that even a man after God's own heart was so fallible in this regard? But I think one of the, the challenges with this whole thing is that David was elevated. And I think, again, um, we have this, unfortunately, we have this system and structure, particularly in church world or many churches, and hopefully not at Grace, but where we kind of start to put people onto pedestals. And Skip spoke about this uh, in his podcast, that we, we create these hierarchies and, you know, I'm a person, but the, the, this person is even more important. Or that rule applies to everyone, but it doesn't apply to that person. They get a special seat or a special parking space. And, and I think, honestly, I think that is so toxic. Um, and it starts with little things. It starts with a parking lot and a chair and a, you know, at a title. And um, that's how we, we at Grace, we really encourage people. When people say, Pastor Tom, I say, no, just please just call me Tom. And I know that there's like a cultural thing there and, and people struggle with that. But honestly, this is, I know it's a small thing, but it's actually a big thing. Because we believe in the priesthood of all believers, that all of us are, are ministers. And there's no hierarchy in the kingdom. Um, and so we're all children of God. We're all figuring out. We're all fallible. Um, because the minute you start to elevate people and um, they become exempt or they say, you know, they, they kind of have these like first class experiences or whatever. I think that becomes super, super dangerous. Um, and we've got to be very, very careful about that. Um, and so at Grace, you know, the pastors park on the other side of the road so guests can have priority parking and it's just little things like that um, and so when you ask the question why do so many pastors fail I think there are a number of reasons and I don't get into all of them today but I think part of it is because we're human beings um, we're fallible just like everyone else um, and secondly because I think we've created systems that elevate and isolate uh, leaders it's particularly pastors I'm talking about that's my context but I think this happens uh, in, in all spheres we elevate and we isolate and I think that those two things create a recipe for disaster um, and so what can you do about it what can I do about it? well you know the Bible says guard your heart above all things for out of your heart uh, flows everything and so um, as if you're a pastor and you're watching this or you're a leader and you're watching this I'm saying guard your heart if there's things that are kind of heading in the wrong direction, things you're looking at on your phone or on your computer or conversations, maybe you feel uh, that you know this is not going to take you down a good road. I, I encourage you, bring some light into it. Shine a light. Tell someone. Confess. Um, bring about some, uh, get into a group of other people who can kind of walk alongside you and hold you accountable. I think that's so, so critical. Um, tell someone. Get it out into the light. Um, and then also if you are, uh, you know, if you say, well, I'm not, I'm not in that position and that's not me, that's fine. I'm saying pray for those who are. <laughs> pray for me. <laughs> pray for the leaders of your church if you're not part of grace. Pray for leaders, uh, for, for leaders because leadership can be lonely and there is a burden to that. And uh, they are human beings. We are human beings like everyone else with our struggles and our wrestles. And so um, pray and let's not point fingers and say, oh, I can't believe that person. But let's recognize that every single one of us are one step away from making poor decisions. So I hope this has been helpful. I know it's kind of a heavy topic for Ted and Tom and we want to talk about real stuff here, about vulnerable stuff and issues that affect us every day. So thanks so much for joining and we'll catch you next time.